This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Baseline underneath, bank shot. No, Ewing slams in the photo. And the Knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The buzzer sounds, and the New York Knickerbockers are going back to the NBA Finals. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. And Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Well, good morning to you out there. Hi, my name is Al. Nice to meet you. Uh, today, I've got uh, Mr. Peter Schwartz with me, as Jerry Recco was in Minnesota last night for Rutgers, Minnesota, which is just wonderful this time of year. If you could, <laughs> I know people sometimes take vacations in February. If you could get out to Minnesota, Minnesota, it's just, dead of winter, right? It's just beautiful out there. Yeah. The well, type good morning, of, Al. Good morning. The type of place where you got to, you know, like in places like Minnesota, people warm their car batteries at home. Like that when their car is parked at home, mm-hmm. this has a battery warmer on it or your car won't start. Like this is where, and people live there. That's weird. Why do we settle? Why would we settle in a place where it's so cold? I'm sure the people there are nice. Oh, I'm they're, sure they're it's a wonderful. nice. I've never been to Minnesota, but I'm sure it's a really you know nice city. Tremendous musicians nice have come out of Minnesota. Bob yeah. Dylan, Prince, yes, the Replacements, just tremendous uh, musicians. But you just wouldn't want to live there. I don't want to live there. I don't know how we live there. Like now we've got, you know, great inventions over the years, heaters, these mm-hmm. sort of things. Back when, like, there was barely people living in this country, why would you have stayed in Minnesota, Michigan? Even here. Let's keep going south. I guess I didn't know, like, heading south, things get warmer. I would rather be in a cold-weather city and try and keep myself warm than go to a hot-weather city and try and keep myself cool. I think that's Eddie's theory as well. Yes. I've said this before, and people think I'm crazy. Write it down. I will never move to Florida. Is that right? Never. It's too hot there all year round. It is warm there. It's warm. They're not all year round. Great place to visit. Yeah. I got family down there and friends down there. We'll always go down to visit. I will never live in Florida. Yeah. It is warm. Uh, Today's also President's Day. It is. Who's your favorite president? Oh, God. If you had to pick one. That's a loaded question. because No, because then then the the Twitter folks will start saying, oh, you know, they'll bring politics into it. Well, it is politics. It's president. It's like the ultimate politics. I'm not a huge huge political person, but if you're asking me to pick. Yeah, like a guy who you were like, that was, uh, I enjoyed his presidency. You may not, let's say even now, maybe you might think he's crazy now, but when he was president, you were like, I enjoyed his presidency. Bill Clinton. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I would would go Bill Clinton as well. I enjoyed his presidency. Definitely was drama. Definitely was comedy. Yeah. He was a young guy at the time. Yeah, and and I remember during that election when he got elected. I mean, he made the rounds on all the late night talk shows. Right. Was he on when Arsenio playing the sax? Playing saxophone. Yeah. He did uh, Carson. I remember yeah. back then. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I go Bill Clinton. Yeah, it was definitely. And I like the um, the uh, 
I forgot what was it on was it on Lifetime or something. They just recently had a whole uh, series documentary um, or mini series, excuse me, mini-series. on the whole Bill Clinton thing. Oh yeah, I did see that on A and E years. It was A and E a couple years ago. Eddie, how about you? Favorite presidency during their presidential uh, time? Does it have to be in my lifetime? Yeah, it had to be somebody who used it, you experienced their presidency. So you can't be like John Adams or whoever. Because you don't, you don't know how he did. I might have to go Clinton also. Yeah. yeah. Man, we were living it up in the Clinton administration. Good times. It really was good times. <laughs> I feel like George Bush after 9-11, I felt like he was, that was very presidential. Yeah. He had a George presence Bush. there. Had a presence. Yeah, came down to the ground zero. Yeah. I kind of remember Ronald Reagan, but that's more, uh, I, was, I was really in like third and fourth, fifth yeah. grade, somewhere in there, so... I could pretend I remember Ronald Reagan. I remember Ronald Reagan got shot, and he just kept rolling being the president. Oh, he that wanted to go after cool. the guy. You, remember, you always see that video of him? Like, yeah. Oh, my. What did you do you to just me? just shot me. Yeah. Come at me. Hinkley, John Hinkley Jr., mm-hmm. trying to impress the actress, Jodie Foster. Uh-huh. Turns out women are not impressed when you try to shoot the president. No. No. Well, he learned his lesson, hopefully. All right, so we're going to go Clinton, yeah. Clinton. and uh, would you remember who the first president you voted for? The first president yeah. I voted for? Yeah. Like where you were like, I'm uh, I'm uh, 18 years old, I'm a vote. So let's see. Uh, I'm gonna born, go pull in, a, born in 67. I'm going to go so pull then, a lever uh, for somebody. 87. Uh, I got to tell you, I have some embarrassing um, votes in my presidential yeah. history. I'm like, I voted for Michael Dukakis, just a heads up. Just a <laughs> shout out. Yeah, good eyebrows. I guess. I don't even know who he was <laughs> running up against. Really thick eyebrows? Yeah, thick eyebrows. I don't even remember who the first president I voted for was. I can't, I can't even. You can't even remember. I'd have to go back and look. Are you somebody, do you vote political lines or you do vote depending on the person? Sometimes you go Democrat, I, I sometimes. Don't, I, have not, I am not tied to one political yeah, line. I like, you know, I'll, when the big elections come up, I will do my due diligence. I'll watch some of the political shows yeah. and try and form my own opinion. Um, it's funny, though, when I go to the poll and you see all the other, like, you vote for the president, and obviously you, you put your homework in there to yeah. come up with a decision, right? <laughs> yes. But then you have all the other ones, like the, you know, and I, and I, I go through and I I try to remember what sign did I see in my yeah. neighborhood? You know, like, oh, that looks like a pretty cool name. I'll just check off the box on that one. My theory always used to be if I'm voting for the president and and this year I'm voting for a Republican president, I'll vote Republican across the board thinking, yeah. well, they'll work better together. Yeah. Even though I'm sure that has nothing to do with it. Sometimes That's I'll vote, my theory. Yeah, sometimes I'll vote for someone who I've met. Like maybe I've met a politician at like a sporting event or See, something like that. See, and this like is that. why they go and do meet and greets for yeah, people you like know, you, Peter. Sometimes, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I don't usually, I don't follow a party. I'm yeah. not independent. You know, okay. For my own opinion. Yeah, I think I'm registered independent as well. Yeah. But uh, I used to also have a theory that you should vote for whoever was the new guy. You know what I mean? It's like this other Never guy. Never vote had, for the incumbent? Yeah, this other guy had four years already. But then I went against that. I voted for Obama twice. Yes. You know what I mean? I back to back. But I also voted for Trump twice. This is why I change it up, Peter. I'm Democrat. <laughs> I'm Republican. I'll change it up on this President's Day right in your face. <laughs> Peter, I've got some hockey questions for you. You're you a hockey guy. I am. I'm really yeah. thrown off by this. First of all, this is what the headline I see. And then I watched the video. 
fired up Rangers rookie Matt Rempe. Is it Rempe or Remp? I think it's Remp. All right. Fired up Rangers rookie, although on my show sheet I wrote cookie instead of rookie. Cookie. Fired up Rangers rookie Matt Rempe. You got me hungry now. Fights Matt Martin on first NHL shift at Stadium Series. right after the Rangers scored the first goal of the game. Okay. Then they go, oh, and I even see it. For some reason, I'm seeing all Brian Monzo tweets today because I guess he's a hockey guy. And when he I go is, to him, yeah. they go, oh, he kicked Matt Martin's ass. I looked at, they barely, they were just, uh, they were swinging. I didn't see anyone connect yeah, on anything. It, it wasn't, I mean, it was It was a fight in front of 80,000 people. So there was going to be some excitement and people were yelling and screaming. But I, I just, I, I didn't think it was that great of a fight. Me neither. I mean, you know, it's, they tied each other up a little bit. Right. They, they try to throw some haymakers, but I fifty fifty. And then you know? at one point they just go, "That's enough. We stop." They, That's enough. Like Matt Martin looked like he gave him a look, like, "Eh, we're good." Yeah, sometimes you know the, the linesmen. I've never quite understood, and I've watched hockey for a long time. I've never quite understood why sometimes they will get in there right away and break it up, and sometimes right. they'll let them dance for a while. This was a dance. This was like a, a dance for a little bit, and then you know maybe if they had let it go. A few more seconds, we might have had some more action. Yeah, but for some, you know, the linesmen just have this way about them where they know exactly when to jump in and and stop it. Yeah, hockey's so weird that way. Like they have fights. Sometimes people break it up. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're throwing haymakers. Sometimes they're not. They just that was just. I would love to know the communication between Matt Martin and this rookie, where they both had the look of we've done this enough. We're never really going to punch each other in the face. <laughs> Let's just shut it down right here. I just wonder how it – I'd love to know the genesis of it. Yeah, because it obviously start? the guy who's making his NHL debut, and Matt Martin's been in the league forever. So he's probably trying to make a fights. splash. And so the Rangers just scored. It's an emotional – it's a minute and a half into the game, and the place is going nuts. And how does that – they just look at each other and say, oh, let's go. Right. You know, he like, get to the line and go, did they, did they meet maybe in the bowels of MetLife Stadium and say, hey, it'd be pretty cool if we had a fight today, you know? What if I took a swing at you? Yeah. One of those things. Yeah, it was weird. And obviously, the you know, the Rangers called him up from Hartford for a reason. Maybe they, feel, they felt they wanted a little extra oomph. Was he a, a street tough? I, I believe he's a physical Is that player. right? And he went after an older player. Matt yeah. Martin's been in the league a long time. Yeah. Come at me, man. I'm a man. I'm 40. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you uh, did you by any chance catch when Matt Martin? I I only know this because my wife sent me the video because I was at the game with my kids. But apparently he was interviewed. I think it was after the first period or the second period, and the uh, ringside reporter said, "Oh, your father-in-law Boomer Esiason has played in this kind of atmosphere before. How how did how did you like it? I thought that was pretty cool that Boomer got thrown yeah. into the broadcast. Oh, Boomer reference because yeah. they're playing in the stadium. Yeah, which brings me to uh, a tweet by Mister Howie Rose, which I would like to address, Peter. Mm-hmm. Howie Rose, you know, he's uh, the great Mets play-by-play Sure, man. familiar with his work. All right, uh, and also did stuff with the Islanders. He all sure did for a long time. All right, this was a Howie Rose tweet about the stadium series. Yeah. 
I remember when cynics said that the only people in the New York area who cared about hockey were the 18,000 Ranger fans who sold out Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. Then along came the Islanders and the Devils. And this weekend, 140,000 folks will jam MetLife Stadium to brave the cold and watch two NHL games. Rewrite. He wants you to rewrite uh, what we say about the hockey. Well, it's actually... Hi, I'm Howie Rose. Hi, Howie. How are you? Good to see you. It was actually um, closer to... Uh, 150,000 because okay. there was almost 80 yesterday and 70 on Saturday night. Yeah, you know, I, and I understand where Howie Rose is coming from yeah, as, a, as, a, as a hockey fan. You know, yeah. so a lot of times you feel the disrespect from people who don't like hockey or don't get hockey. I remember covering a Devils playoff game. Uh, I, I want to say, Al, this is like 91, 92. And uh, did you ever go to a Devils play, uh, game and sit up in that halo? The, I have big, not. the upper press box. So, so people that have covered games in the Meadowlands will know that the, the press box, if you were uh, a, a writer, you were downstairs near the ice, but a lot of us were upstairs in the halo. I remember sitting down right before a game, and this guy coming in last second, worked for another radio station in New York than the one I was working for at the time, comes in, plops his stuff down. He got there about five minutes before the game, and he's like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm here. I'm like, mm, well, what's the problem? Very angry. Because it's a sold-out Stanley Cup playoff game, Devils and Penguins. And the guy goes, the only people who care about this game are the people that are in this building. There's no reason to cover this game other than giving the score on the radio. I said, you said, then go home. Because there's a million people that would like to be in your seat right now. Go home. And I've always felt that disrespect. I, I think there's more than the 19,000. I've, I've always felt that way. I mean, all three teams have very loyal fan bases and granted I and I saw your response to Howie yes if they right. if each team played in a 50,000 seat stadium every single home game they would never sell it out I I, I my get, point was this is a special event it was a special That's event why it's but sold I think out. but I think Howie's emotions are, as a hockey fan was like I I looked around there like I had like that pinch me moment there yesterday before the game sitting there like I'm looking around and and there's 80,000 freaking people at a hockey game in a football stadium. And the night before watching it on TV, there were 70,000 people at the Devils Flyers game. I'm like, this is really cool. I mean, this shows, like, again, not that the game would always draw 80,000 people, but I think it just shows that I think more people care about the sport in this market than a lot of people give it credit. I think that's where Howie was coming. There's no, yeah, you know, if the Islanders were playing the Minnesota Wild, at MetLife Stadium on a Tuesday night, you'd have what you would have at UBS Arena. I, that's, it, that is what it is. But I just think it was just so cool to see that over the weekend. Just like it was cool 10 years ago to be at Yankee Stadium and six years ago to be at City Field to see this. It was just electric. And it's, I think it was just so good for the sport in general to have these games and so cool for hockey in the area that you had the three local teams and the closest one to that Philadelphia involved in this this weekend. I just thought it was awesome. No, it is cool because it's a cool event, much like WrestleMania is an event. But if we talked about wrestling on FAN for an hour straight, right, things would not go well. Right. If you put if you put Monday Night Raw in Lincoln, like WrestleMania is going to be in Lincoln Financial Field over two nights, and they'll sell it out both nights. But if you put Raw in Lincoln Financial Field every single Monday. You're not going to get seventy thousand no people, care, yeah. right? So, yeah, I get what you're saying there. I'm just thinking for I think Howie was just tweeting in the moment of seeing how cool of a spectacle 
it was. And you know, my kids were were pissed yesterday walking out because the Islanders blew it. But they just the the agree, agreement in the car was that was just an awesome thing to be at over the weekend. Well, it's just like you know how. Uh... Like if somebody who people who are watching uh, the the divisional round of the playoff, you might mm-hmm. get what like forty million people, fifty mm-hmm. million people, right? And then one hundred thirty million people watch the Super Bowl. It's very similar. It's like all the hundred fifty thousand people over these games at the MetLife Stadium, probably half of them have are like me would have no idea what the blue lines mean with the red. <laughs> You know what I mean? They don't know the game. They no, know see, I th- no, they I, know I'm skating and I need to score, but I, they don't know why, what line changes are, wh- any of that. No, stuff. I think I would disrespectfully, dis- uh, respectfully disagree with you on that because I think if you were at MetLife Stadium over the weekend, I would probably say at least ninety five percent and maybe more of those are your hardcore hockey fans. Like I'll I'll use my wife as an example. My wife Cheryl. Will will always you know go with me and the boys to a game at UBS Arena. She's not the biggest hockey fan in the world, but she'll she'll go to games. She knew yesterday like that was not like she's not a huge hockey fan, so she didn't go yesterday. And I think that was the case for the hundred and fifty thousand people. Like you had to be a really strong hockey fan to want to go and sit out in the cold either Saturday night or yesterday. Like <laughs> I can't, like I would never miss this for the world. I would like the, yeah. The, the, to have done it like three or four times now, like you have to be a true hockey fan. Like I don't think the average, you know, uh, you know, common, casual hockey fan would have much of an interest in sitting out in thirty degree weather to see a hockey game. Yeah. I just don't think it would happen. Yeah, I I do because I think people love. To- I think if you sat in a suite, yeah, maybe if you all oh, free food and you're in a suite and everything like that, and I don't have to freeze. But those were hockey fans, Al, that were there over the weekend. I, I Absolute think hockey they fans. There were people that there. There are certain events, like uh, I'm convinced my girlfriend wanted to go to the Super Bowl just to take photos for social media. I mean, I am convinced of that because it was an event, <laughs> just like the Stadium Series was an event. I will tell you a funny story. So, 2003 World Series, um, and I was covering for another radio station, but I was able to get tickets for the Yankee home games, and my wife wanted to go. Uh, uh, we weren't we weren't married yet, but she wanted to go World Series game. And I would joke with her because she's a Mets fan. Oh, I'll, you go see a Yankee World Series game because you'll never see a Mets World Series game again. And that caused a little bit of an issue, but we got through it. But so she went to the game with my friend and his wife. My friend's wife wouldn't know a hockey puck if it hit her between her two eyes, and wouldn't know a baseball whatever. But she wanted to go to a World Series game because right. she felt like. It was a thing it's to an do. Event. She showed up in her like fur coat and she was all made up and everything like that. And my wife texts me, uh, well, at, at, not wife at the time, but Cheryl texts me in the, in, in the press box. She just fell asleep. This, who I love tremendously, this person, my friend's wife, fell asleep at the World yeah. Series. Because it's boring. So why would you waste a ticket on that? Because she she because it's an event to people. That's the thing, and people love to be seen at events and go to events. And I'm going to the hockey game. There's a but again, if there were hockey games at the MetLife next weekend, all of a sudden it's not interesting anymore. Yeah, but for the once every few years, it's going to happen. I guess the thing is, like, in order for and people will say, well, why isn't hockey then talked about as much on WFAN? Because it really, for things to be talked about on the radio station as topics, the masses have to watch it on television, mm-hmm. right? They just, 
they have to. For whatever reason, it doesn't it doesn't equate it, to being a good TV sport. Right, unfortunately. And, and But every time the NHL TV rights are up, networks bid for it, and they bid – not again. Not the amount of money that an NFL contract or a baseball or even the basketball. I don't even know what the basketball contract with the NBA gets from the from Turner and and ESPN. But every time the hockey rights are up, you know the networks do go after it. So it's not like they say, "Well, nobody watches hockey on TV. We're not going to bid." So you know the like ESPN doesn't banish their games. To ESPN Plus, some of them are exclusive to, but like they don't, they, they put the games on, they put the games on ABC when they when they need to, and and Turner has you know they put a lot of effort into those games. I don't know why more people don't like it. It's my favorite sport to watch. You know what it is? I think like with baseball, you can claim to be a baseball fan. You can, without watching games, you could know what's going on about with your Yankees or your Mets mm-hmm. without even watching the games. You watch a couple highlights, you read one or two stories, yeah. and you know what happened in the game. I don't think hockey is that way. I think if you're a hockey fan, you have to search for your coverage. Yeah, and whether it's on social media or it's podcasts, it was a cool thing yesterday. I, I just a few months ago I started doing an Islanders podcast. Eat more and chili su- podcast. Double chili. Double, double chili. Double chili relative to an Islander Ranger game in Correct. 1979. And I actually had somebody at the game yesterday come over to me and recognize me, not just from FAN, but said, I, I listened to your podcast. How about that, so, Peter? But, but, that's, but, it, but it goes for the Rangers, too. The Rangers have a bunch of podcasts, fan, you know, fans and reporters do. So that, when it, you're in... I hate calling hockey a niche sport. Yeah. Because, like, I know, like, lacrosse and soccer, a lot of that's people... super niche. A lot of people consume their stuff on on social media yeah. but I think hockey also now even though it's one of the four major sports I still think a lot of fans have to find alternative ways to to get their fix well you're in the era of that so good news for all of you